0: Thank you everyone for staying with us. Um, as you know, culture includes not only arts and music, but also gastronomy, sports, fashion, and everything. So today we have this session de- devoted to gastronomy and marriages with drinks, which is what Jacob deals about. Uh, he's the. Portfolio director of a whiskey brokers company here in Barcelona. That's right. Thank you very much, Jacob. Please explain a little bit what your <laughs> company does and where it comes from. On all, all those. Well, we're,
1: we're primarily a, a Scottish company, as you would imagine, being whiskey brokers, Scottish whiskey brokers. But mm-hmm. we we also have our central European office here in Barcelona, yeah. um, and, and our sort of business primarily is providing casks whiskey barrels of whiskey not bottles unfortunately okay they will be bottled at some point but it's essentially barrels of whiskey that remain in Scotland as they're maturing and turning into wonderful old whiskies yes Um, and we supply bottlers people that are sort of independent bottlers of whiskey collectors people that just love to have you know they'll buy barrels just for the love and the joy of it And, uh, and and more increasingly as an investment because as you can probably appreciate, as every year passes, yeah. the whiskey improves. And yes, and the course. value of that whiskey subsequently rises as well. So I think a lot of people will look at whiskey right now as a bit of a safe haven from an investment perspective. All right. There's no sort of correlation with the financial markets. You're not having to worry about what people in the bank are doing with your money. You yes. You have a, a fixed, tangible Cask of whisky that sits in in a warehouse in Scotland. Hopefully, improving with every year that passes.
0: Yes, of course they do, and uh, people enjoy it as well. They can, you, you know, just get their own bottles from their barrel that they absolutely, in.
1: yeah, absolutely. And this is something that a lot of people will t- t- buy casks of whisky for. I, I yesterday we had somebody that bought a cask. He plans to leave it behind. All right. So all of his friends and his family can enjoy
0: all bottles right. of whisky.
1: In memory of him so people will buy casks of whiskey for all types of reasons but primarily it's uh, either as a bottling exercise or as an investment but even if you're mm. an investor and you own a cask of wonderful scotch whiskey yes. sat in our warehouse in Craig just outside of Abelauer you can always come along to the warehouse and draw some whiskey from your uh, your barrel, which is wow, quite nice. That,
0: that's an experience, right? Yeah,
1: it would be. Essentially... And I was
0: about to ask because you said, okay, as an investor, investor, okay, you can invest in whiskey. I yes. can imagine, and then you you get a return on the income. That's right. Yes. Okay, so how much difference would it make to invest on whiskey, and you know other investments on? you know as a broker more yes exactly how how um, would you
1: it's a good question i think a lot of people now are a little bit disillusioned with the way that banks have treated them and the performance of mm-hmm. banks over the past sort of couple of decades yes i think there's a new generation of investors that are coming through that perhaps not like my generation they don't trust the banks anymore
0: okay uh, whereas yeah. we
1: were sort of raised to always trust the banks
0: and if you were well, yeah. but banks used to give like a 5 6%, sometimes exactly. even 7% yeah. return, and now That's... they give a 0.00 exactly. 000 exactly. 0.00001. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I think a lot of people look for primarily for some safety. You know with that that whatever happens with your cask of whiskey,
0: yeah,
1: uh, you know if the, the worst comes to the worst, at least you can crack it open and drink it
0: exactly, yeah, um, have fun with it <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah. it
1: does you know you can 't stop time every eight, year that passes that whiskey will improve, and I think a lot of people, as I say, that look at whiskey as a bit of a safe haven, a safe place to have their capital, protect themselves All from right. the financial market. So essentially it's an alternative investment. I think a lot more
0: Definitely, people now yeah. are looking
1: for alternatives.
0: So how much return would you get with a barrel?
1: It, we, we have an average, which is around 10 to 12% per annum, which is essentially how much on average every cask of whiskey in Scotland will appreciate by year on year um if you're fortunate enough to be able to acquire casks from some of the what we call frontline blue chip distilleries such as Laphroaig Macallan obviously is a distillery yeah. that a lot of people know about Bowmore Talisker these big names you can actually do considerably better than the sort of the 12 mm-hmm. to 13% we typically expect
0: yeah that's good good 12% is quite a lot
1: yeah yeah i think yeah. you can do better a lot of distilleries now they're also sort of no longer releasing whiskey into the secondary market. So, there is only a finite amount of that whiskey out there. And if you're fortunate enough to own it, every year that passes, one of those casks will be bottled or more of those casks are bottled. Okay. And your cask becomes increasingly rarer.
0: Okay. So, uh, how much rarer can it be? You know, how... How much money exactly? It
1: does get a little bit crazy. If you look at the Macallan Distillery, yeah, which obviously everybody knows. I think that's sort of a bit of a it's like the the flagship,
0: the universal. Yeah, Yeah.
1: everybody knows Macallan. Everybody loves Mm. Macallan, but they haven't released whisky casks into the market for, I think, since 1997
0: now. Oh, that's a long time. So if you my, want... F- my, my first daughter was born on that. Really? Day, right? okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, maybe you should buy a, bo- a cask of Macallan I should, from that year. I should, yeah. Well, in it. they... The, so obviously there's only a finite amount of that whisky in the secondary market. And again, every year that passes, some of these casks mm-hmm. uh, are being bottled. Uh, there's a requirement for Scottish whisky that it yeah. has to be above 40 percent in terms of the strength of the alcohol okay. and every year we get what we call the angels share the angels come into the warehouse and take their little bit for themselves What? yeah
0: explain that explain that well
1: the, you what? get obviously you get evaporation with the water yes. and the alcohol and uh, and the story is that many centuries ago the, the warehouseman went to the warehouse and realizing right. what, some of this liquid had gone. Had
0: gone, yeah, yeah. And, Not uh, evaporized, and they thought that the elves, the Celtic elves, oh, the angels. The, the, the angels, yeah, yeah, were angels, drinking it. Yeah, 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 exactly, <laughs> exactly. Okay, that's nice. So these nice Macallan
1: idea. casks, to give you an idea, that we had in 1988 recently we sold, which was 1.2 million pounds.
0: Wow. And I
1: think, you know, a long time ago, in 1988, somebody paid probably less than a 1,000 pounds for that cask of whiskey
0: imagine
1: not everything unfortunately does as well as mcallen it's a very special mm-hmm. distillery but yeah but you still you
0: know you can make that yeah. big amount of yeah, the return excellent. um i wanted to ask you because of course you're not from spain <laughs> so um what was the cultural shock you know like the first time that you arrived here i don't know how many years that was but that was
1: quite a few years mm-hmm. ago I'm but i can me.
0: imagine that it was like whoa
1: yeah i s- um, <laughs> I have to be careful what I say here, <laughs> I? um, well, well no. shocks. I don't feel know if there's free, any feel shock, free. I don't know if there's a shock, but there's definitely a different pace of living. I mean, that's oh, fairly obvious, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think as well, you know, vitamin D, the sunshine, I think yeah. it makes a great difference to people's attitudes generally, correct? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I just don't want to say anything bad about my uh, my country, Mike. But I think people are a little bit happier in the sunshine, aren't they? Oh,
0: definitely. Yeah, yeah. Your country, your original country, being which one? How far?
1: From Manchester, look, Manchester, UK. Yeah, the UK. Sorry, Manchester
0: is yeah. always great.
1: And me, mostly. Yeah. It's a beautiful place to be when the sun is shining. Yeah. Lots yeah, of yeah. Lots well,
0: the Manchester United is good, right? Yeah yeah <laughs> are That's you a big, big yeah. football I'm fan i'm glad you went for the right side <laughs> there yeah, all right <laughs> okay so why did you come to decide that you wanted to live out of whiskey and you know and investments and all this world i
1: i've always had a love for whiskey a healthy one i might add. all right um
0: so you're drinking whiskey on a regular basis uh, Like the the Americans in the morning at nine o'clock. Yeah, nothing like
1: that. Nothing (laughs) quite as. Yeah, no, but I've always enjoyed. Well, the thing about Scottish whiskies, I think a lot of people don't realise this, is that there's such a broad spectrum of. I think there's 137 distilleries producing whisky in Scotland.
0: Wow, that's a lot.
1: Lots of different parts of Scotland. We have Speyside, the Highlands, Mm -hmm. the Islands, Isla the lowlands and they're all producing different types of whiskey. And a lot of people will say, Oh, I don't like whiskey, but quite often if you introduce them there might be a specific region that actually suits their palate. Yeah. It's just a case of discovering and digging in and discovering all these wonderful whiskies.
0: All because
1: right. there is there's a broad varied um characters. To these different whiskers across Scotland, so I've always had a, an interest in that. All right. Uh, and working in agriculture and finance previously, um, and my good friend Edward, who's one All of right. the founding members of the of the company, um, him and Samuel asked me if I'd like to mm. join the company, and i sort of, I wasn't really sort of too au fait with how you would make a living in whisky trading and whisky. Exactly. Well,
0: that's my question too. I mean, how? Yeah. yeah,
1: well it was something which I, I've been doing it for a number of years now, obviously, but at the yeah. time it was something that was relatively new to me and very interesting.
0: Yes. Um, something to discover, right? Yeah.
1: I mean the, the the whiskey industry is actually a very small family. Yeah. And uh, and the trading of whiskey casts it's sort of mm-hmm. traditionally it's been a very closed shop and it's only okay. over the past sort of A
0: bit endogamic, maybe? Um like closed, yeah, a bit more business. like a mafia. <laughs> <The> mafia. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's not mention <laughs> that one, <was it>. yeah. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, yeah, like family, very much so,
1: okay. very much yeah. so, very closed business. But, okay. um, but now, and we at Braeburn Whiskey have helped facilitate that. We've opened up as well, something that's been occurring for a couple of hundred years. This is an old model trading in whiskey casks and letting yeah. the whiskey mature, but now we give. Private investors, private collectors, the opportunity to uh, yeah to, acquire to get some money out of whiskey it. and to make some money. Of course, that's the key thing.
0: Uh, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you now that you deal with whiskey. Of course, you have got different flavors and smells and tastes. And so, what do you marry the whiskey with? What kind of food or dishes? You know, what kind. That's of-
1: interesting. I think. I mean, it's always been an after dinner drink whiskey, but there is yeah. actually an increasing trend. For
0: because you know here in Spain we marry wines with food covers um, with food of you course. Know. so probably whiskey can be married too.
1: Yeah, the, I think I, you know I, I must confess I can't recall, but there is one particular sort of region in the world where they do drink whiskey with their food. I think it might be India, but typically you would All always right. drink whiskey after dinner mm-hmm. so we, would, we, we were actually involved in a project recently where we paired rare Japanese jazz.
0: Oh, wow.
1: With rare Japanese whiskey. So, yeah. in terms of the pairing... That,
0: that sounds, yeah, really appealing and really cool. Yeah. You could mix it with chocolates too, you know, like... Well, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, well,
1: they, you know, know, there's uh, every, everything goes nowadays. There's always yeah. been, it's all bit a bit sort of rarefied and, mm. um, what would be the word... People are a little bit sort of with their noses up about how you should consume whiskey. But now, you know, we encourage people to mix these wonderful whiskies into yeah, cocktails exactly. and, and yeah. yeah, be adventurous and experiment with the whiskey.
0: Yeah. Which is your favorite whiskey cocktail?
1: Uh, whiskey Sour. Oh, ah, right. Yeah. Okay, well, that's
0: a good one. Yeah,
1: I love the Whiskey Sour. Mm. Uh, and in terms of my favorite whiskey, there's a very small region on the uh, the west coast of Scotland, called Campbelltown, which was historically was the sort of the whisky capital of the world, I think there was over 37 distilleries on the high street of Campbelltown yeah. pre-prohibition. So they had water, and they had coal to power the uh, the distilleries, the stills, um, and then prohibition came, and the Americans didn't want their whisky anymore. The coal ran out, so yeah. they couldn't power the stills, and they went from 37 distilleries and they actually lost their title as a whiskey-producing region until recently. All right. And there are now three distilleries there, and there's one distillery in particular that's called Campbell um, Springbank. Okay. A Springbank Distillery, so if you were to ask me what my favorite
0: okay. s- distillery would no, be, or my one.
1: favorite whiskey, Springbank, yes, yeah, spectacular whiskey.
0: Okay, okay. Jacob, please tell us what works that you did in the past were really taking you to the path. That you're or the ones that you were more proud of.
1: Okay, you know? well, I, I, as, as I said, my background was in sort of finance, which isn't that sort of uh, romantic. But um, particularly, specifically, we're involved in agriculture and financing agriculture projects. Mm-hmm. Um, so my background in finance is, is obviously works quite well now with this additional sort of element to what we do as a company, which is obviously advising people on acquiring cash specifically as an investment yeah um, I always used to enjoy that working in agriculture, you get some, some crazy parts of the world so it sounds yeah. quite nice and I suppose with with whiskey now we have offices in Singapore um, we've just opened an office in New York mm-hmm. um, in partnership with Spinks the auction house of London um, and we have plans to uh, open an office in Dubai perhaps over All the right. course of the next sort of, uh, Year. so okay. we've got a lot as a company we've got a lot going on and from and we have clients all over the world so yeah. it's quite, you get the opportunity to travel.
0: Oh, it's, definitely. It's
1: perhaps not You so were
0: much. mentioning India too. I didn't know that whiskey was so big in India. Yeah,
1: whiskey, uh, I think they're the second largest consumer of whiskey in the world, believe it or not. Wow. But they, uh, they have, I suppose this is their colonial history, they have a, a very strong whiskey culture, and they produce whiskey in the sort of the, the, the same way that the Scottish produce yeah. their whiskey. Okay. So if you've ever noticed... On a whiskey bottle, if you look at an Irish whiskey bottle, you'll spot that it's spelt with an E. All right. And Scottish whiskey has no E. And uh, there's only Scotland, Canada, Japan, and India that, use, that spell whiskey without the E. And this is because these countries have produced whiskey in the same way as Scotland traditionally. All right. Um, but India was always a closed door to us. Uh, they, really? The, the, the tariffs were 300% tariff on a bottle of Scotch whiskey, which makes okay. it a little unaffordable. But now, as a result of Brexit... We're oh, having,
0: yeah, I wanted to say, maybe you need an office there.
1: Well, we, well, we'll see how, they, we'll see how yeah, things we'll develop. See. Yeah, but we do have clients, increasing amount of clients from India now, and uh, the tariffs will be reduced to 25%, so that will give us uh, a great opportunity for the, sc- the Scottish mm-hmm. whiskey industry.
0: Okay. I would
1: imagine, um, yeah, from 1% to 6%.
0: That's good. So, what would you say is the difference of dealing with whiskey and beer, for example? Because you know,
1: well, you know, you can if you want a twenty-five year old whiskey, it's going to take twenty-five years to make that whiskey. Correct. That's that's the key thing, and this is obviously time. Yeah, time, and and there is clearly there is a lot of craft in the production of beer. Um. Um. But I I would say in terms of the the craftsmanship involved in, first of all, the production of the whiskey, the distillation of the whiskey, and then a lot of people don't realize that actually a lot of the character from whiskey is actually drawn from the wood. So quite often old expressions of whiskey, the, the character, the flavors, the sort of tannins, everything that you're tasting there is more often than not the wood or the cask yeah, that the the, in. yeah. Yeah. matured uh, in. Very rarely with the older whiskies can you actually, the, you know, what we call distillery forward, you know, you can still identify the character of the distillery in the whisky. That starts to fade over the course of time as the wood and the notes from the wood become more prominent. Yeah. That's why we have sherry and we have wine casks and rum casks.
0: And they all give their different flavors to, them, exactly. to the product.
1: So there's a, yeah, time is obviously the key element that uh, they don't have with the production of beer.
0: Yeah, actually you let me smell one whiskey when we were together last time. that That's right. It was like perfume. That's I Really, right. that I was, was so the, surprised. That
1: was the Linkwood I thought, like, oh my Lincoln God, 14. I'm going to put that
0: on. <laughs> so
1: that was, um, so that would have originally started out its life from the Linkwood distillery in Space. It mm-hmm. started out its life. In a traditional American bourbon oak cask. Yeah. The Scottish are quite smart. They spotted that. Oh yeah,
0: they're very smart.
1: They spotted that the Americans were sort of only using their casks once for the production of bourbon. So there's all these casks that are sort of available. So the Scottish now use took them. Took them. Yeah, they took them. Um, and
0: Free casks free from casks. the Americans. There you go.
1: And, and the, the other thing is that the the American oak is actually more porous, so it right. gives the wood, the, the, the whiskey, the opportunity to mature yeah. um, better and become more complex. Which is why, interestingly, why now you'll come across a lot of sherry finishes in whiskey. All right. Own, this isn't some sort of genius idea that a, a, a distillery manager had. What was happening was we were taking a lot of wine. From from Spain and all that right. was arriving in Cass and the sweet wines from Jerez. Jerez, know, yeah, it's very the cherries. good. Yeah, cherries.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: and they sort of they would transport them across to the UK and the Cass would then they'd be bottled and, yeah. and the Cass were all sat on the on the docks again. The Scottish were like, well, we can use these.
0: Of course.
1: And then they discovered that actually the sherry made a made for a wonderful whiskey. Yeah.
0: So with a sh- sherry flavor.
1: Yeah, with Oloroso or Pedro Jimenez So now the oh, Scottish nice. whiskey. So it's,
0: it's a Spanish Scottish fusion. Absolutely,
1: there. there's a very very strong relationship with uh, with Jerez and, and Scotland.
0: Very good. So, how do you become a whiskey expert? Is there any any studies, well, any this, any you this, know, any thing that you can do to become an expert?
1: Well, the Scottish Whisky Association is, <coughs> excuse me, uh, the Scottish Whiskey Association is essentially our um, our governing body. Okay. They're in charge, the Scottish whiskey. You need whiskey. to be
0: a member or something?
1: Well, they, they, will, they do various sort of courses and workshops. exams and workshops okay. Okay. that you can take with the Scottish Whiskey Association. One thing oh, I would good. say, one way not to get too familiar with whiskey is drinking it.
0: You know? All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, drinking it can, can lead you to become an expert it's sometimes. A certain it, well, was case not drinking myself. it too much. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Okay, tell us some anecdotes that happened to you in the way to becoming who you are now, director.
1: And in terms of the whiskey, Of the
0: portfolio, yeah. In terms of in general, you know, something that you can think of that was really special.
1: Well, I I think one of the, uh, is uh, the the, the beautiful thing about our business is, and I've people perhaps don't realize that these old whiskies are essentially antiques. Yeah. You know, we, and they've got stories behind them as well. So, one of the, so the most interesting aspects of our is the Abalauer distillery, for example, is a distillery that I, the name of the guy, James, that that's, was responsible for putting that distillery up escapes me. But they are very much part of the community, and, and the, the distillery in Abalauer has all been right. very, very closely connected. And there's, you hear all these wonderful stories, and then you see an old cask of whiskey. That's associated with perhaps a distiller that no longer works at that distillery. So, all these things have a little history to them.
0: Of course. Yeah. And, and,
1: and that element of it is something that we really enjoy the history. You know, a lot of these whiskey producers have been producing whiskey sometimes for, you know, 200 years or more. All of them started out life illegally as well.
0: Wow, well, imagine Shakespeare with one of those barrels. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sure he did partake. Oh uh, wow.
0: Well, yeah, no, really this is something really interesting because of course all of those stories are very personal stories to each barrow and to each you know yeah, Absolutely.
1: I mean we speak to so many families, you know, that whose grandfather was a stillman at the distillery and all these communities have a really strong link yeah. with the distilleries in their towns. Mm-hmm. and and, they, and the history goes back as I said, you know sometimes yeah. hundreds of years
0: well, this is sorry so something that you mentioned before that when you sell the barrels, you can pass them on to your grandchildren right Yeah. yeah to your family and so that 's where the story begins to begin yeah built.
1: absolutely i mean there is there 's a few different ways that you can approach owning a whiskey cask and and at Braeburn whiskey we sort of we essentially take care of everything for you we 're a little bit yeah. different than um, a normal broker because we actually operate our own bonded warehouse facilities in Craig yeah. Ellicke, which is the sort of spiritual heartland of whiskey production in Speyside but it means from a client's perspective they get the opportunity to come to our warehouse you know they can
0: put and their experience, hands yeah, the and sort of, you know, with their own hands smell
1: the you know the, the sort of fumes in the warehouse put their hand on the cast sometimes if they like they can even pop a pop their name on there um, and draw some samples as well if they wish. But yeah. we also, we mentioned there, you know, the Scotland's relationship with Jerez. Yes. Um, what is quite, What clients quite often like to do is when the cask starts out its life in an American cask, American oak, yeah. maybe at some point further down the line, we'll put that whiskey, decant that whiskey into a, a Pedro Jimenez.
0: Or an Oloroso
1: cask, or a wine cask, which I believe that the whiskey you tried was actually uh, a wine cask. It was
0: so perfumed, I
1: really loved it. So, yeah, we can do some really sort of make Mm. some really unique and special whiskies that, again, they may just, you know, if the client doesn't really want the whiskey and they're just there just to see a return on the investment, then we just find somebody that will buy it and we sort of take care of that side of it for them. So you can just sort of sit back, watch your whiskey, appreciate grow in value.
0: and grow old. And then, and yeah, and, and then when you're ready,
1: ask us and we'll yeah. sell it. And obviously you enjoy a nice, healthy profit. We'll yeah, so how,
0: how many generations can deal with a barrel? Because maybe it, there's a limit life. to the, Yeah, that's yeah. a good
1: question. <clears throat> um, so the, the, the Scottish Whiskey Association requires that if you bottle a, a bottle of whiskey, has to have a minimum 40% ABV, which is basically the strength, the amount of alcohol in there. If it drops below that, it's no longer considered whiskey. And obviously every year that passes, we're getting a little bit of evaporation. The angels yes, are taking the angel's their share. Taking, yeah. and, and at some point, whereas normally a distillery would produce a cask of whiskey at around 63.5% every year that passes, a little bit of that alcohol is going to disappear. And yeah. at some point you're going to have to put that whiskey in a bottle um, when then it's at that point it stops maturing and yeah. nothing else happens to the so whiskey. So you would
0: say it's two or three generations. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I think the oldest bottle of whiskey was recently released, and I think that was 80 years old. All right. Uh, which is, That's four generations. Yeah, <laughs> and it's very, very unusual to see a cask that uh, lasts that long. I mean, typically we would sort of look at about 30 years, all right, You know, sort of 30 to 35 years. A couple of the, generations. Yeah. Then. Being the life. Yeah. All right. But then well, obviously when you bottle it, you can keep it for many, many, of many course. generations. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And you've got something very unique and special, you know, you've got mm. a whiskey there that nobody else, if you have one cask, produces 300 bottles of whiskey. There's no other, you know, there's only 300 of those bottles yeah. in existence. So they're it's very a perfect, and
0: perfect Christmas gift or, yeah. a, you know, well, a, a bottles. birthday. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And
1: that's <laughs> something that our clients do. They may mm-hmm. well bottle them. And, and I have a client that's done exactly that recently bottled his whiskey and given everybody at his party, his birthday party, a bottle of whiskey.
0: Which as, was as special. a present. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: And it is very, very special. And it tends to be, the bottles tend to be better than the. The bottles you get from the distillery because they're course, yeah. invariably stronger and they're a single cask. Mm. So yeah, it's 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 a very very special stuff.
0: Very good. Distilleries in Scotland, you mentioned them before, but um are there new ones? They, the there Scots are. are opening still. So
1: that's it's the the scenario that we have in Scottish whisky is, is, is quite incredible now. People don't realise that sort of most of the whisky that's produced in Scotland is used in blends. It's only sort of, I think, that's about 8% of the whisky that's produced actually finds its way into a single malt bottling. Yeah. And so every year, you know, you've got people that discover whisky and that they don't want to drink blends. They want to drink these high-end, premium, single malt whiskies. Yeah. You know, with A-statements. And we just don't produce enough. And the distilleries... They are working with very old, antiquated equipment, you know, they can't sort of just turn up production because the character of their whiskey is determined by this old, antiquated equipment that they use. So yeah. they bring in new equipment, that's a different whiskey, you know, it's not Craig Ellicke, it's, it's a completely different character. So they can't produce more. So... We've got a bit of a crisis. That's a risking.
0: limitation. Yeah. Well,
1: this is—it's bad news for. It's uh, bad news. Bad news for um, consumers. Great news for investors because Correct, we have yes. this then gap. The price rise. Yeah, there's a yes. big gap between supply and demand. It's actually so. If you have a favourite tip, my advice would be stock up now because okay. we anticipate this year or the next eighteen months. That retail bottles of whiskey could in as much as triple in price mm-hmm. because we simply don't have enough to satisfy demand and then we've got yeah. India now this is going to put further pressure on it's on supplies a big market. but good news obviously for new distilleries we, we we typically wouldn't invest in new distilleries because we have no idea obviously how they're 25. the result exactly yeah, yeah. but There are some fantastic new distilleries there, and they're producing some excellent single malts, which is good news for people that perhaps can't afford. Yeah. Well, you know, if you can't afford the premium associated with some of these older distilleries now, yeah, you still have the opportunity to uh, to enjoy some scotch from some of the new distilleries. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's it's good news for the distilleries, the new distilleries. Yeah. Great news for investors if you're fortunate enough to own whiskey from the older distilleries. And from a consumer's perspective, you know, you still got the of chance course, to enjoy some good whiskey.
0: Yeah. So, what kinds of malt do you use for production? Because you were mentioning single malt. Uh... Yeah.
1: So, the malt comes from barley. All,
0: um, right. All um, of it? Yes. It's, a, it's such a small island.
1: Um, well,. It's, when you say, well, England is a small island or you've made barley. not well, both. No, not, not <laughs> barley in Asia. <laughs> I mean, that's in barley, the grain. So they, okay. they, that's the primary grain that the whiskey industry All uses. Right. You will find that you see grain whiskies, so they're using different grains. But when you talk about malt, we're talking specifically about barley. And the process is, right. uh, and the reason they say malt, so they, they get the, the, uh, the barley and, and trick it. Mm-hmm. barley into germinating at that point, it okay. starts to produce all the sugars, the malts, yes. and then they'll immediately stop it, okay. so you catch the sort of barley at that maximum point where there's lots of sugars being produced as a result of the germination, then they'll dry it, and then subsequently they, yeah, they, they basically draw all of the sugars out of the barley in a mashed tun.
0: Yeah, and uh, you were mentioning the roasting also.
1: So, the bar, yeah, this is where you get quite often with Islay, for example. Islay's mm. um, a whiskey-producing region that's associated with very peated whiskies. Okay. And that peat comes from when, when they're heating the rooms to dry the barley. They'll use different fuels, and quite often on Islay, they use peat, and the peat's got this very, very strong aromatic sort of character to it. Okay. Um, you know, if you look at Laphroaig, <clears throat> excuse me, Lefroig is what they call the peat monster. Very, very strong, sort of smoky flavours. All right. And this comes from using I peat like as those. the fuel. Yeah, they're very, they're really, too. really popular. <laughs> yeah. Really popular. So yeah, that peat is used essentially to, uh, to malt the barley and that character, that profile, that flavour carries on all the way through. Mm-hmm. It's taken into the, uh, the whiskies it's maturing in the cask.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you do some tastings in your office. We do, well, yes. W- w- what do you call that? Office, bar? What is it? Well, <laughs> this is our, we
1: call it our tasting facility. it's Essentially facilities. a bar. It's yeah. a bar. You've been there yourself. Yes. Um, and it's great fun. It's really nice to have clients to come in. It's always great mm. to meet, you know. So how often
0: do you do the tastings? Can anybody go? They need to register? How does it work? Well,
1: we what we tend to do is when we've got groups of sort of investors that have an interest, it's just a nice... Nice opportunity to sort of give them a bit of an introduction to whisky, yeah, um, and talk about the different regions. As mm-hmm. I have said, the different regions that produce uh, produce Scottish whiskey, and uh, and just well, and give people. them a sip yeah, of uh, a, everything you know, that's in there. The yes, story of whiskey, yeah. There's there's a there's, there's lot to understand about oh, whiskey, yes. and uh, and yeah, it's good fun. Mm, that's it is primarily fun. the yeah. point.
0: As I was there, it was very funny, people, you know, you find all the, this amount of information about whiskey, which you only thought it was stored in a supermarket, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like, well, this is all it. of a I... sudden you discover a brand new world. Yeah,
1: I think a lot of people don't realize how, how much sort of work and, and obviously the time that goes mm-hmm. into whiskey.
0: Yeah. So what's the best bottle you ever drank? <laughs>
1: That's a real tough one. I, w- I would probably say, again, coming back to the my favorite distillery, Springbank.
0: Okay. That, um, that's, that's a good one. Springbank. But like someone, was you, know, 19... some, some well, you know, some bottle that was really shocking for you, like well, surprisingly good?
1: Well, actually, this was the same bottle. It was one of our bottles. All right. And it was from the Linkwood distillery of okay. Speyside. A wonderful, wonderful Speyside distillery that a lot of people don't know about. Okay. Because... Traditionally, Linkwood would produce whiskey for blends. So you right. wouldn't see it very often as a mm-hmm. single malt bottling. I think Diageo right. did it as a floor and fauna, sort of a rare bottling. So quite rare to see Linkwood. Um, we did our own bottling and we finished it in a, um, a Chateau Lafitte cask. So it was a 14-year-old Linkwood with a Chateau Lafitte finish which gave it this really beautiful rose colour and as you Mine said yourself is, yeah. that perfect. Yeah, I was uh, that was a genuine really, really surprise beautiful. for me when we tried yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. It was really beautiful.
0: So, just give me a name of one film that you loved about whiskey.
1: Well, <laughs> I said the obvious choice is The Angel Share. Yeah. Do you know this movie?
0: No, okay. but I'll watch it. <laughs> it's
1: a Ken Loach. Ken Loach directed the movies. A bit of a national treasure for us.
0: I met him. I met Did you really? Yeah, in Filmoteca de Catalunya. Really? guy. Yeah, I really love the films and everything he, he does. He does some fantastic movies, yeah.
1: And this particular one is called The Angel Share. Mm. And uh, it's actually filmed at a distillery called Deanston, um,
0: okay.
1: which has got a long history. I think it was where they invented the spinning jenny, so where mm. the Industrial Revolution started. And it was subsequently... a a brewery and then a distillery. Um, so Ken Loach's The Angel Share yeah, is definitely highly I'll recommended. Definitely a lot of watch fun, it. it's a great movie.
0: <laughs> Jacob, give us some recommendations. When we have to drink whiskey, what's the first thing to do? Because you know, with wine, you have to smell the cup and give it some oxygen, whatever. <laughs> so it's not what... that
1: dissimilar with whiskey. Okay. Um, so
0: what do you do with whiskey?
1: Well, it's the first thing, there's, a, there's always a debate about whether or not you should put water in your whiskey. Um, okay. I think if... It, with or ice. Or ice, yeah. If you're using ice, always use a lot, a big ball of ice, so it's not okay. melting into your whiskey. because That will ruin the whiskey quite quickly. But assuming we're not using ice... All right. Um, Depending on the strength of its, if it's with independent bottlings, for example, they mm-hmm. will uh, they'll bottle at quite a high strength, and sometimes that alcohol can be a little overpowering. So sometimes a little drop of water in the whiskey, if it's quite powerful, will just take Help the yeah. Drink it. it. sort of opens up the structure of the whiskey as well, right. so it releases some of these flavoids, so you can just sort of get more of the uh, of the whiskey. Um, when you're smelling it. Smell it with an open mouth. Don't stick your nose too deep mm-hmm. inside the glass. There is alcohol in there and it will it burn. It can kill you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you. Exactly. Okay. Um, and then um, yeah, beyond that, there's not a great. Just drink it and enjoy it, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I was about to say. Thing, yeah.
0: Well, um, I know you're looking for Catalan investors and customers here. <laughs> so how can they reach you?
1: Well, we are. Uh, we are in Concernal Descent, the company is obviously Braeburn Whiskey, we have for those Spanish speakers, we have uh, the Spanish website braeburnwhiskey.com um, and obviously in English as well. My name is Jacob, Jacob Daniels, so if you, yeah. if you do want to get in touch or even come down to the offices, we're always happy to serve a little bit of whisky. That's has good. A, has an do interest. you think
0: Catalans are good whisky drinkers?
1: Uh, the one thing that I, I I enjoy about the way Catalans approach things is they're very business like uh, and 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 what we do it isn't overly complicated it's pretty straightforward, yeah, you know everybody knows that if you buy a twelve year old bottle of whiskey and then compare it to an eighteen year old from the same distillery, it costs more hmm. you know there's no and it's time there's not there's no going backwards with whiskey
0: yeah, every no.
1: year. It's yeah. whiskey's going to be and I think Catalan people appreciate that. They yeah,
0: sort, because you know, it's a safe, safe investment. It is, yeah, yeah,
1: it's pretty much regarded as a safe investment. Mm-hmm. If you compare it with gold; it's actually doing a lot better.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, so, what's I,
0: what's the future of whiskey? What well, how do you see this evolving? You know, not not as business, but well, also, you know, the the whole world well, surrounding there's, there's
1: whiskey. Sustainability is obviously is a, is a key issue. I think in everybody's industry, and whiskey is no different in that regard. So there's mm-hmm. more and more distilleries now that you have what are called single farm um, expressions, where basically all of the ingredients from that whiskey have been sourced from one area. Yeah, uh, in some cases, the actual farm that the distillery is located on. Yeah. Um, energy consumption obviously's been quite high historically in the in the, uh, the yeah. whiskey producing business so now we have distilleries that are sort of you know carbon neutral All right. So sustainability is Well a, this is
0: looking to to future right? Exactly. Mm. Exactly.
1: So that that's a real sort of big thing in our industry right now. All right. And uh, and there are a few distilleries that are sort of successfully implementing
0: Okay, so everybody, Staining please production. get in touch with Jacob. This yes, is come and visit
1: us at our office. Exactly. two nine five. Correct. We we'll have the big Brayburn whiskey sign in the window. Yeah,
0: or go to the website. Of or,
1: course, or and ask for Jacob, obviously. Of course, obviously, <laughs> obviously,
0: obviously. So, okay, last question: What's your next trip, and is it gonna be related to whiskey? Yes, Okay.
1: it will. My next trip is to Edinburgh, actually. All
0: right. Well, super place.
1: Yeah, so that'll be at the end of the month. I'll be going to... Yeah, Edinburgh's fantastic. It's been a while with COVID. It's been a while since I've travelled across, so... I feel like it's it's time you to be it. in Scotland. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, it has a beautiful blue sky. I really love the sunset there. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, when it's there.
0: We when it's there, it. correct. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, when it doesn't rain. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. No, but I was there beginning September, I think, two yeah. or three years ago, and it was Spectacular. beautiful. Spectacular. Beautiful, really, really beautiful.
1: Scotland is spectacular. Oh, yeah. I think even the English don't appreciate how spectacular the country
0: is. No, it's amazing. I'm missing the Highlands. I need to go there. Yes, wonderful. But I I will, I will now. Now that I know about whiskey and everything, (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'll go. Thank you.